Cast Your Luck Check. It's the No Class Podcast with your host Eddie and Matt. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Doing pretty good, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. A week after the con now. Wow, hard to believe. Hard to believe. So, for those of you that demanded it, we did actually do a live show at the con. Yes. It, it was a resounding thing. Yep. It was it definitely, definitely a thing. It happened. Mm-hmm. And then some. So will that ever see the light of day? No. 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 But we might do some clips off of it, or mm-hmm. I don't know what. Do a clip show. Which reminds me, we've got to start thinking about this. Our uh, VIP, Jay Lilies. <laughs> that is a guest appearance by... Minnie. The official puppy of the long con. If you, so if you hear tea brewing in the background. She's a sugar plum. She, she just needs love. Apparently, and lots of it. No, I bet Mama don't want your paw on the table. All right. So we have a request to do a best of show. Really? Like the the best of the year. So I think we'll get tuxedos and drink champagne. Damn, she is Minnie. all up in his face, and I am enjoying it. Every minute of it. It's the best. She smells the barbecue on my hands. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll have to do a best of show. A best of show is coming up. And we're going to do that live? Hell no. Smart man. Where right. would we even do it live? I don't know. I don't care. I'm See, just, he's just making this stuff up. He's, I'm just making shit he's up. Struggling. <laughs> he's about. struggling with the puppy right yeah, now. Yes, the puppy's licking me to death and climbing on me and trying to give me lovings. Poor baby angel. Just let me love you. Get <laughs> get down. You're killing me. Okay, you can lick the hand, but that's it. She right. loves you. That's that's how it always starts. Exactly. Well, that's the a little thing. hand licking, but then. <laughs> out comes the peanut butter. <laughs> All right. So anyway. So anyway, a best of show. Yeah. But because I have no idea what we've talked about this year on this show, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's it doesn't have to be something we've talked about mm-hmm. on the show. Just something this year, like best movie you saw this year, best video game yeah. this year. And I'm going to spearhead the orcs. It's going to happen for the end of the year. For episode number 50? Yep. We will see. And I think this is like we're approaching. We're approaching and episode Brendo, 75. And Brendan LaSalle should have mm-hmm. been for 75, mm-hmm. but maybe we'll go back and maybe we'll, as much as I hate to do it, do the uh, online interview with Brendan. Yeah, yeah. We'll use the uh, anchor or whatever. Yeah. Or we could use uh, Twitch or oh, yeah, Zoom yeah. or any of that stuff. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Yeah. Anyway. So, so any anything, uh, you know, personal life, anything cool going on, anything interesting, whatever. I have never discussed my personal life with you, and I'm not going to start now. Exactly. Smart man. What about you? Uh, any, uh, is that bells I hear? <laughs> Apparently, bottomless fries doesn't mean what I thought it meant. I'm no longer allowed at Red Robin. Yum. Heather, <sighs> you're going to have to take the blame for that one. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Splendiferous. I'm still thinking about shutting the podcast down over that joke. (laughs) There you go. I don't blame you. Anyway. Yeah. We need an eye roll sound effect. We really do. Bing. Womp womp. Womp womp. Okay, Um. so before you got me out of the zone, what were we talking about? (laughs) Well... We talk. We've been talking about the thing we always talk about at the head of the show, the top of the show, the long con. All right. Well, that's going to be the whole freaking do, episode. Do we have? Yeah. So we want to save so all that about, for later. How about right. long con news? The news is we just met with a hotel. Yes, we did, and we nailed it down. They loved it. They praised you guys because oh, we hear that the wait staff it will be fighting to do our event next year because you guys were so generous. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you for showing up and showing out. Which is exactly what we had asked, and you delivered. Thank you. Exactly. It's, that really touches our heart, and we appreciate it. <laughs> and we did find out there is a point that we could reach, that we could get that space for free. Yeah, so wouldn't that be, be really neat? nice? Yeah, because that ain't, that ain't happened yet. Because the money we make, we usually give back to you guys in hello. swag. or. Mm-hmm. So we had koozies year before last. We had some cool keychains for the first hundred this year. Um, we'll have to start cogitating on what we want for next year's ooh la la surprise. How are we on battery power? 
No, we're good. Okay, any weird setting bumps or anything? Um, I saw you looking intently at the whatever that thing Just is. Just you smacking the table. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, so we, we have secured. We will be the November. Oh, and another cool bit. We're going to experiment. We're, oh, my. We're going to start on Thursday. Well, we're going to float that idea out there to people. Oh, oh, well, we just put it in the contract, so I hope they people say yes. Anyway. Nah, if they don't like it, we can call back and say we don't want to do that. True, true. But if y'all like, because we have quite a bit of people turn out on Thursday, wouldn't it be nice to have you go ahead and show up if you could a little earlier, get a game in. Yeah, nobody wants to play that much on Sunday, it seems like. Yeah. Sunday is the like, I'm going home. So maybe if yeah. we started sort of a day earlier. Yeah. And that way, you know, Sunday could be, if somebody wants to run a first shift game Sunday, sure. Because we're going to be there breaking down anyway. But yeah, no no second shift game unless, uh, yeah, no. We'll see what we see. But yeah. this is all going to be things that are floated out there on the Facebook, Facebookery. Yeah, we want your opinion. We want give us feedback, people. All right, but that's the big news. Uh, the hotel was extremely happy with us, and it looks like we're locked in for next year already. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the other news is no spring. Yep, we asked about April, and unlike last time when she just laughed us off, she very politely opened the thing, gazed at her calendar, and said, "Yeah, every weekend's already booked up." And May. And man, June. Not yeah. that we could have done June anyway. I don't know. I wouldn't have. But because um, June is when we go to NTRPG. That's right. The first best con in Texas. Yeah, I'd hate to shut those guys down. Exactly. Be like, why isn't there anybody at NTRPG? They're at the long con. They're at the long con every month of the year. Exactly. Enjoying that delicious food. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we talked to them. We, we see you guys. We told y'all if you have any problems or any concerns, talk to us and we'll let them know. You spoke. Yeah, they're going to do potatoes and salads, you know, uh, club sandwiches. So not everything's going to be fried coming up this year. So that's going to be cool. And we met the chef. He was a cool guy. dude. Yeah. All right. That is the long con news for the minute. For the minute. And then we'll do a long con review wrap Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. But first, (gasps) we do our books, movies, TVs, and Etc. Et cetera. Oh, oh but actually, there's one more new feature of the show that I forgot. Uh-oh. That we have to add in. Barbecue talk. <laughs> Welcome back to barbecue talk. Welcome back to barbecue talk. So I did hear from our buddy Jonathan out in California. Mm-hmm. The one person that they allow in California to listen to this show. Uh-huh. And he was like, I don't get a lot of those terms. Some of the stuff that we talked about. So I was like, I need you to elaborate on that. Really? Because that, yeah, that interests me. That intrigues me. But mm-hmm. I was like, do you have ranch style beans? Because I don't know, people, yeah. that could be a very southern thing where could it's like, be. man, we ain't got those. Kind of like all dressed chips. You watch your language. I think that's a Midwest and Canadian thing. Eh. All right. So we just had some delicious boxcar barbecue. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed it. It's very good. We used to go there a lot when we went to hang out at that other game store that we don't go hang out at anymore. Exactly. So it's been a long time since we've been there. I mean, pre-COVID. Yeah. And what a shame. Those are really nice folks. Yeah. The owners weren't up there today. I wonder if they're out at the truck or something. I don't know. Might be. But what did you think? We saved this for this moment of the podcast. Um, The brisket was good insofar it was moist. It was freaking, yeah. Falling apart. Yeah, um, it was that we didn't ask for lean, but yeah, it, it was. There's a good portion of fat on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but but overall, I I liked the brisket. It was almost the opposite of Carter's. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I could have used the Carter's brisket to dab <laughs> the moisture <laughs> off of this one. Right, right. Yeah. Used it as napkins. Exactly. Exactly. Brisket. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the ribs. I love the ribs. Okay. See, I'm a rib guy. I liked those. I like the brisket. I like the ribs, but they weren't fall off the bone. They no, were delicious, but, but they were not that tenderness. So, but, I mean, those could have been like competition ribs. Oh yeah, yeah. But honestly, like when we went to Carter's, that would technically probably be competition level ribs. But you had to work at that. At this, we're talking about if I'd wiggled that bone pretty good, yeah, some of that would have might have fallen off. I mean, so it was. It's it's in that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I like the texture. The flavor was good. The consistency. Um, 
But what I'll say is, I think we paid more at Carter's, right? Oh, yeah. But I'll say this for Carter's. I had some left over. I mean, I I, I couldn't eat it all. I'm a big guy. I ate a lot. And um, here, I was able to, to pretty much finish my meal. I mean, Lucy's getting a little bit of leftovers. But I'll say, so in the end, I, I only got two ribs. So I was a little kind of perturbed because, you know, give me but three ribs. But you got three meat, and but, I got a two meat, and I think I got three ribs. Let's see, that, that kind of shit doesn't make anyway. But long story short is... Ribs are good. My only disappointment was I could have went for a third rib. I like ribs. You know, the sausage was good, um, and a lot of times that just depends on what brand they buy. Mm-hmm. And this was this was a good brand, but they're probably they're going to try to go cheaper because you know you're selling and you're trying to make a profit. I've had better sausage, but it was adequate sausage. It did not look appealing. I mean, it, it didn't look bad, but it wasn't like I should try some of that. Yeah, it wasn't down home. You know, um, but yeah, so. Uh, uh, what did you think of the ribs? You liked them? Yeah, I yeah. really like the ribs. Okay. Well, you got for your sides? Their baked potato salad, mm-hmm. which is kind of their uh, potato salad substitute. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's still, you know, chunks of potatoes, mm-hmm. but it's freaking delicious. It and looked I good. I don't like potato salad. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of I'm it. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but that looked good. It I was good. I was having some uh, uh, side envy. Uh, but I will say this, as much as I was thoroughly disappointed with Carter's beans, I like these beans. They Those, were good. Those are okay, good beans. Okay, so here's where I'm going to make a bold statement. Mm-hmm. Those sides might be the best of any barbecue place that we've gone to, with one exception, the Elotes at Right On. Oh, yeah. But other than that, their side game is on point. Yeah, th- those Elotes are delicious. In fact... I made a run for barbecue for the gang at work Saturday, and everybody got well, almost everybody got the you know, street corn, but one person's like, "Well, do you do you recommend the street corn?" And me and the other girl just laughed and laughed, and they're like, "You're gonna hurt, you're gonna be mad if you don't get the the elotes." And then was that it? Right on? No, no, this was um. This I'm talking one. about right on. Are you talking so about right on? Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay, so I'll make another bold statement. Right on. They're right on tacos. Their elotes street corn blows out sunbird. <gasps> blows them out. Wow, that is a bold statement, sir. Yeah, it's not even close. I'm not like. Wow. Well, I might have to sit here and nope. Well, I, I don't think I've had the street corn at right on. Apparently, you gotta get it. I've got to get, you on, gotta that. get on that. Get on it. Get on it. You know? Change your life. That's right. Make you. You'll be you, living right. I say, yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll have like I'll be hearing the angels sing. All right, well now, wow! I gotta check that out because the lotes ain't bad at at uh, they're not at Sunbird. They're not. They ain't bad. But, but was like we talked about here. Like last time, I was a little harsh on Carter's. Carter's is good barbecue. It's not bad barbecue. It's good barbecue. But what I want is great barbecue. I don't know. I know. <laughs> You've had Carter's multiple times. Multiple times. So you might be like, well, I went there another time. The time that we went there. No, and it could have been the off day. No, but no, but that's what I'm. Gonna, but I've been there multiple times, and that was the consistency every time I've got it. it. It's it's kind of like every so often you'll go like you know I remember when I was younger Taco Bell wasn't that bad, and I'm driving by and you know what I'm going to get some, and then you get it and you go oh yeah this is why I don't get this, but it's been a year or two and I'd forgot this is really bad. You know what I mean like every so often I'll go well there's Carter's I'm driving by and I love barbecue and we'll give them another chance. And it's literally the same consistency every time. But it, at Carter's where you're like, I had enough that I couldn't eat it all. I had enough and I didn't want to eat it all. So, yeah, I mean, I'd yeah. rather have, I'd rather pay five more bucks for barbecue than I'm going to eat every crumb. But that goes back to what I said. There's good barbecue. Okay, like anything in life, there's good, there's bad, there's great, whatever. I'm not, like I said, Carter's, I wouldn't call it bad. I would. Okay, and that's fine. But I'll say, but it's not great for sure. And and which kills me because at work I kind of dissed on Carter and one girl got like incensed. There are people I, I here do not get it, and there are people here locally that will just that's, those are fighting words. But at the con there was somebody that was like, "Go check out Carter's or go check out Pizza King." Uh, wasn't it? Uh, uh, wasn't it Wes? Not at the con. Oh, at the con. Yeah, this one was at the con, mm-hmm. and I was like. Do not do that. Do not take yeah. that advice. I know there are people that use that like like for instance, whenever Matthew McConaughey comes to town, he goes, "You better give me a juicy burger." I'll agree with him. Oh and yeah, I, and I got to have a slice of pizza, King Pizza. Different people own it now. I understand. At one time, it was the stuff, but I've had some at work recently, and 
it was okay, but it wasn't. Well, there's ooh, food that I know. grew up with uh-huh. that if you did not grow up with it, you would not appreciate it. Uh-huh. So if I had grown up eating Pizza King pizza and being like, this is the best thing ever, yeah. I, I get it. If there might be a certain nostalgia element. Yeah, if you're a Longviewite and you grew up eating that pizza, more power to you. Yeah. But as somebody coming in now trying to eat that pizza, it is Fudging disgusting. Yeah, and, and I'll say that if for my pound per pound, ounce per ounce, whatever, give me Page Pub pizza. Delicious. But I mean, that here's your uh, food critic show that we've turned into now, but that Pizza King was freaking awful. Salty took, as hell. Salty, 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 salty. They took, like, I can't remember what I had, if it was like the Supreme or something, but they took the onions and peppers and just threw them on top completely raw. And they were cut like they'd been through the mandolin or whatever. So they were like big slices. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? And then the mushrooms. Ah, oh, man, do I love some mushrooms on pizza. Mm-hmm. They were the canned mushrooms. Oh, no. And I don't even think they'd been heated up. It was like we made a pizza and then we threw the toppings on it after the fact. That's nuts. Yeah, I was like, this is disgusting. Nothing, yeah. nothing has had a chance to get covered in the bubbly melty cheese yeah, or, or mingle with each other yeah, and kind of get that yeah. caramelization to the onion. Right, right. Yeah, wow. it was disgusting. Yeah, and it's, yeah, no, I don't want, I wouldn't want raw bell pepper on my pizza. No, I want it. And to, onion, just regular yeah, old white wow, onion. Chop yeah. it up and throw it on there. No, thank you. And not even like dice. I'm talking slices. Wow. Holy crap. It was bad. That is, that, no, that's bad. But was that like a one-time kind of deal? They didn't go, we're so sorry about this pizza, sir. Oh, wow. So. I guess not. I don't know. But again, I, I'd heard someone online uh, saying that they had changed hands at, at recently or something. So I don't know if that made the difference or it's like, look, when we opened in 1951, that's how we did it. And I get or, it. It did kind of taste like this is a pizza well, from when they didn't know how to make pizzas. And, and another thing, I think right now a lot of different businesses are dealing with. Well, okay. For example, I called a place in Dallas, I, an upscale, put your pinky out, put both your pinkies out hotel, trying to make some reservations for New Year's Eve. Now you're going to pay two prices. No, you, you're going to pay about five prices for New Year's Eve with the special champagne package in the ballroom and valet but, parking. But Heather is worth it. It she's well worth it. But my point is. So I'm paying this much money, super polite, good old Southern gentleman, and I got somebody at the desk that was like, I don't, well, hold up for a second, put me on hold. Uh, I don't see what you're talking about. It's on your website. What's the website called? The name of your hotel.com. You know, it's like, huh? and it's like, well, I still don't see it. Here, let me walk you through it. Oh, now I see it. And it's like, okay, and then it's like, well, I want to, I want to, Put in for that. Okay. I'm like, you didn't ask me for anything. You know, like, I think she just said, okay, just get me off the phone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. did did you make my reg- you know, reservation? What's my confirmation number? Uh, and finally it's like, oh, I talked to the manager and you're going to have to do that online. And I'm like going, why well, have this concierge line? Why after all that? But right now it's so hard to get good help. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, what is post COVID? Well, people are what quiet quitting and all this stuff, you know? And it's like, you know, quietly phoning in a crappy work ethic or whatever. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But I'm just saying, I, I wonder how much of what, when we deal with stuff like this, is someone who's just like, I just don't give a damn. I'm just going to slap this on here like that. Yeah. But in that say it hurts the business and their name, and they don't care. They're like, this place closed tomorrow. And that's a shame, you know. That really is just sad. It is. I went down the rabbit hole. Yep. So that's the end of your food moment, but if you're <laughs> a local in our area, close enough, boxcar is worth checking out. Absolutely. I, I give it my seal of approval. All right. So that brings us to the books, TVs, movies, etc., and so forth. So do you have any books for us? No. Um, a gaming book, but no. Mm. I got the new Supers in for Savage Worlds. Oh, okay. I haven't really had that itch to play supers in a long time. That book kind of I was like, man, I could I could dust off the supers. Really good. I, I definitely the quality's there, nice size format, really nice. If you're interested in Savage Worlds, Supers, I give it I would say, yeah, it's worth it. Get it. I started reading The Book of Doom, which collects all the appearances of Doctor Doom in Marvel Comics. Holy crap. So it's a massive like at least 15 
part trade paperback. Is it virtual or? Um, of course it's virtual. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, I'd love to borrow that. I'd love me some Victor Von Doom. Fool. So definitely that's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many of these collected editions coming out now. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Talking about comics uh, related business, um, Jason Momoa as Lobo. Lobo in movies. Um, it turned, Aquaman? It, well, it's exactly. And this is what kind of blew my mind was, he's Aquaman. But I always thought, look at the guy. He looks... Like, if you put a little makeup on him, he's pretty much Lobo. You know, I mean, he looks like Lobo on his everyday walking around. So I always thought, so the story is, supposedly, when he first met with uh, the previous guy that was in charge of DC, it was uh, David Fincher or something like that. You know the guy I'm talking about? You have Don't no clue. Don't start me, lying. Anyway, when he walked in the office, he goes, guess what part I got for you? And supposedly Momoa said, Lobo, right? And he goes, what? No, I'm going to have you play Aquaman. And probably, like everyone else, he sh- scratched his head like me as you know, Aquaman, but don't get me wrong. I like Momoa. I like the Aquaman. The first movie was pretty good. But anyway, there's a rumor that it's very convincing that maybe he, because he swears it, he's always wanted to play Lobo. And I think he'd be a great fit for it. And so maybe, and because maybe it's some alternate universe kind of crap. We'll see. But anyway, but I'm just putting that out. this kind of interesting thought. And I always like Lobo, the main man. He was hot stuff in the 90s. Yeah, I'm almost like, can you even do Lobo anymore? Exactly. Well, they Is tried some things? little sappy PC version, and they I understand they conveniently killed him off. Thank you. Because it's like, come on, get out of here with that. But, yeah, I mean, he's from a, a raunchier, wilder time. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Anything else on the book front? Nope. All right. Uh, TV. Like we've watched TV. Oh, we watched some Big Bang. I never really watched Big Bang before, so we've been watching like like best of like Heather Big. Oh, I know a good one, and she queued one up, and we watched it. See, this is where I don't need the eye roll sound effect. I need the sneer sound effect. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. As he spits on the floor. Exactly. It, I will say that like it's it. There's long stretches, but even about once per episode, I'd like I'd get a, a little guffaw. I hope you heard that, Heather. He is not enjoying Big Bang. Please stop. I'm enjoying him watch her it. company, and there that's what's go. important. But no, and it's it's not bad. But like I said, there's there's aspects of it that I kind of resent. But uh, let's face it, like again, uh-huh. but, but, but let's face it, kind of like we're both kind of like uh, you know, for those of you out there that love critical roller hit or whatever, bravo, enjoy, glad it brought you into the hobby, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're just not fans. Again, Big Bang, it did a lot to help out nerds and nerdery and popularize our culture. Bravo, thank you for that. I'll, I'll applaud Big Bang and Chuck Lorre or whatever, the producer. But at the end of the day, the whole stereotypical nerd mm-hmm. thing that they lean that far into – it's it, when I first saw it, it, it actually first it, when it first came out, I was kind of angry because I was like, ah, that is not a fair representation of my culture, you know, whatever. It's appropriation. Exactly. But ultimately, it did a lot for the culture. So I'm like, all right, I'll let it slide. Yeah. That, that's kind of, it's a mixed bag. Like but you they're, said. they're playing D&D. They're playing WoW. They're playing Magic, you know, whatever it's it like. Got some stuff out there, but then yeah. people are like, oh, so that's exactly what you're like when you're at the house, right? And it's like, like no. no. We're a little funnier than that, too, I think. Exactly, yeah. I'd like to think. Yeah. So speaking of things that are actually funny, yeah. I have been watching... <laughs> Pitter patter. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching Letter Kenny, which is that thing that pops up on Hulu when you go, eh, I wonder if that's any good. And? Man, it's pretty good. Really? Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Okay, I started watching it because people kind of raved about it some years ago, and I and that comes out of Canada too, doesn't it? Yeah, so well, sort of cause, cause, you know, Trailer Park Boy. Because I, I love Trailer Park Boys. We we both do, and uh, I started watching it, and I was like, it didn't click initially. Really, did not click. I'll I, I'll give it another chance. I am really enjoying it, and yeah. it's kind of like uh, Police Squad, Naked Gun, where it's just a. A joke every gag, line. Yeah, after another. You've got to be paying attention. It's not a, I'll put this on and play on my phone kind yeah, of show. Yeah, they're, they're going to throw him at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, there's rapid fire. Yeah. And and that might be it. I might have been in my cups when I tried watching it. And apparently you you can't keep up with the shtick. Yeah. The shtick, you know. But I've, I've heard like F.U. Jonesy is like a real popular reoccurring line or something. And there's, yeah, I mean, I know people that are big fans of it, so. 
And so apparently you are. You can now add too. me to those ranks. I'm yeah. just now getting through the first season, so it might be like, oh, it completely goes off the rails here, but I'm really liking it. Well, good. Good. Well, I like it because it's it's more um you know, we grew up in the country and mm-hmm. it's supposed to this is the country folk of Canada or Nova Scotia, wherever it's supposed to be or something, but and it's still a lot of no nonsense. Yeah. But uh okay, I'll give you one running joke is like the main guy's sister is really haughty. Mm-hmm. The Daisy Duke of the show, if you will, uh-huh. for our younger viewers. <laughs> I, mean, I can't think of an equivalent. That, that means she's she's voluptuous. She's, but she, yeah, she's the she's the hot chick, and one of his mm-hmm. friends will be hanging out over there, and uh, she'll like bring them some lemonade. And he's like, I like the way that you uh, take care of this or whatever. That's what I appreciate about you the most. And she's like, That's what you appreciate about me the most. <laughs> And she's she's probably bending over and putting her tush in his face or yeah. something. Yeah. And the brother will be like, all right, take it down by about 20% over there, buddy. <laughs> there you go, yeah. That's too funny. So, yeah, pretty funny. I like it. And I think that gets us off of the TV shows unless there was some other Chuck Lorre show, Two and a Half Men. No, no. None of that. None of that, none of that. Which, of course, you know, I always enjoy Two and a Half Men. <laughs> I could see the look he just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting David Beatty cat face here where it's like, ooh, this is strong. <laughs> oh, man. The elitism is strong on this end of the table. It's <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, any movies? No, 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 no. No. I watched... Pray Again with the Wife, the Predator movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm like, I've been trying to get you to watch this for a while. And what did Jen think of it? Yeah, she really enjoyed it. She oh, likes the Predator movies as well. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, we were at uh, Target this day, which I, it's the first time I've been to Target in probably 10 years. But uh, we were looking for some uh, overpriced uh, Christmas gear. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we found it. But no, as we were wandering... To get to the, because they put it in the back far corner to make you walk through the whole store. Um, they had their Halloween stuff, their, their, I guess, discounting, and they've got the, you know, full size action figures, and they've got like uh, Kurt Russell in the thing with the interchangeable heads and his bottle of scotch, which I think is hilarious. And they've got the Predator, and uh, they got a lot of cool action figures at the Target for. Yeah, it's come a long way. Yeah, and I think they're supposedly discounted. But I was looking at the price, going, "God, that's discounted." Yeah, and that's the discount price. Yeah, yeah, Target. But anyway, what do you do? I don't know. How about video games? Video you games. Any time for video games with Miss he- Miss Heather around? Have you? I did play a little bit of seventy six wow. to see if they were going to give away anything cool for the. Uh, 25th anniversary but i guess i missed it or something because i didn't see anything extra cool in the free daily little loot they give you you know well with thanksgiving coming up there might be one of their little festival things coming up in there too yeah and that's the, and they've added a lot of dlcs when, when i have the time i would love to jump back in and, and kind of knock out those dlcs they've added to it by life i was online somewhere and like every time i turn around someone is just pooping all over 76 and i'm like guys it's really improved but i guess still there's certain things that some people, as which we say, people have short memories, not always. And the other thing, some people just, for some of it, it's like a bridge too far that will like, they're like, microtransactions. Well, dude, it's an ongoing game that they keep updating for free. I mean, I don't blame them for the microtransactions. And you don't, have, don't to buy. have to buy it. Yeah. So, I mean, some people just get so butthurt about that. And I'm like, dude, I, I play the game for free and I don't give them a penny of my money and I have a great time, you know, but whatever. So speaking of games getting pooped on right now, yeah, the old, the newest Pokemon games have come out, video games, video games. It's uh, uh, Scarlet, yeah, and Violet, oh. and people are pooping all over those right now because they're having just a ton of bugs, oh. and they're talking about how bad the graphics are. It's like these are like PS2 level graphics. Wow. So I don't know. Of course, mm. I own them, but I haven't started them. And that might be one of those things where it's like, I'm going to wait about a month and wait for that big mm. patch. That's the great thing about being a little older, wiser, more patient kind of thing where like 76 was out a good year before I even thought about it. And then by then they had t- finally formed it into a full-fledged game for anybody that wants to throw stank at 76. Dude, I've been playing best of the games since the very first uh 
uh, Elder Scrolls game. And man, it's been the hallmark of every game they ever put out that it didn't work well and it was buggy and it was a good six months or whatever a year back in that era before there'd be the patch would come out that would fix some problem that made the whole game crash on you after you're halfway through it. It was like a critical error or something. I mean, that, this is that's been best of us since day one. It's not like this is something new or different. Anyway. And uh, I've also been playing the old Marvel Snap. Oh, my. Oh, Snap. Still playing on that. But that one is so oddball. Hmm. It's like, do people not know how to play this game? Have you tried it yet? Not yet. So I'm not like, I'm a master of strategies, but I win nine and a half games out of ten. Wow. So that's the one big fault that I have on it right now, which isn't, I guess, the game's fault, but the matchmaking it, it, it or it doesn't, something. Yeah, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matchmake you up very properly. You might be playing five-year-olds or something. You know? So I'm getting a little, it's burning itself out faster because it's not really being a not challenge. Not a challenge. Okay. Anything else you wanted for video games? Video games. Um, no. So my, I just read about a new one that was like, coming soon it sounded really intriguing but i, I didn't make notes and oh the new god of war is out so okay. i should be playing on that but yeah the, the kid at work haven't ran out on, and on and on about how much he loves the last god of war and how anxious he was for this one so yeah he's cha- i bet he's got it yeah mm-hmm. by tearing it up and just unrelated since it doesn't fall into any of the other categories we were talking about at lunch we now have 10 friendly local game stores around us Oof. 10 and i think about five of them have opened this year wow it's going to be a rough time for friendly local game shops around here yeah yeah now a couple of these stores are really more trying to do well they're trying to cover a lot of bases i mean they i think mm-hmm. they do tcgs and they'll allow you to play a role-playing game there on a table and one's got like pool tables and foosball, and you know it's got, but then it's got esports stuff, and the one here in Longview has definitely got more of an esport focus. That's PVE gaming over on McCann Road, mm-hmm. but um, and we met the guy, super nice guy, you know, but wow, they just opened just as Fire and Dice opens in Marshall, doing pretty much the same thing. And there's going to be two new ones in Tyler that are opening up the same day. Well, and you've already got the Navigator that's strictly board game, uh, tabletop strategy games or whatever. So it's a very narrow focus, but. And I was looking at where they're located because how many are there in Tyler alone? Six. Gosh, you've got uh, our old buddies at Geek World. You've got Ground Zero, which are nice folks. Um, you've got the Castle. Um now we've got the Navigator doing Strictly Tabletop. And now we're talking, is this new in Nat 20? Is that going to be in Tyler? Yep. That's five. And, and then the other the one mo- is Fortress of Solitude, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. that's six. The fun yeah. thing is they're all on the, what is that, the south east side of Tyler. They're yeah, all correct. about 10 minutes from each other. Wow, you really kind of spread out or something. Yeah. Yeah, it looks crazy if that, you look at it on the map. That, that's when you see like you'll drive for five blocks looking for a gas station and you get to that one corner where there's literally a gas on each corner and you're like, what the hell spread out, guys? You know, you're all fishing in the same pool here. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But what blows my mind, you figure how big a town Tyler is, and it's up and coming, a good-sized town, not that far from Dallas, a couple hours. You look at the city the size of Shreveport, Bossier. It's barely ever been able to support more than one or two game stores. Mm-hmm. It's the craziest thing, you know. So we shall see yeah. how that shakes out because the ones that are there are pretty firmly established. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. Ground Zero and Geek World. Well, Geek World gets a lot of love because Mark's a great guy. Usually, like people like Will that are really cool work for him. And it's a great store, great selection, you know. And I think they're starting to finally open back up for some in-store gaming. So that gave a place like the Navigator a footing was they were allowing in-store gaming. As Mark opens it up more, we'll see what happens there. Because he, you could, because he's got gorgeous tabletop tables. Mm-hmm. If they're, you know, if they're not 
don't have plushies all over them or whatever. And you really can't compete with their RPG selection. Right. He's the guy that's got everything in oh, there. Oh, great miniature selection anymore. Just and paints. Oh no, and dice. Yeah, I mean Mark's just got a, it's a gorgeous store, great selection. His new location is phenomenal. I love thank you for sharing that picture. It showed us gaming at it at the old location where it was a mm-hmm. little cramped, but I've got some little fond memories of the old location yeah. of Geek World. And they've always just been super nice and super so helpful. Yeah, it's funny. Even when Mark wouldn't be there when I'd pop in back in the day, the guy's just working there. You know, Brack would be there and Brack's a, a Facebook pal and he was always very, Hey, come play Savage Wrist with me. Hey, you guys, you know, and they'd be like, You're putting on a con, man, that's awesome, you know. So great bunch of guys. And honestly, every time I ever went into try when we still did posters for our con, Ground Zero would be like, We'd be glad to put a poster. We'll put it front and center, you know, right here, right at the register. And they were always very, very nice, you know. And they've got a pretty some nice tabletop tables and mm-hmm. a decent selection of Warhammer stuff and paints and books and things. So anyway, yeah, we'll see. Well, but she figured if the castle can stay in business, you know, cause on the castle. <laughs> if you don't know that story, come find me sometime. What is it? Um, if you don't have anything nice to say to anybody, come sit beside me. You know, we'll we'll talk. But no, oh man, the castle. Woof. Yeah. You know. But I was talking to our good friends at Dragon's Nest the other day, and uh-huh. I was like. The decision to sell food and be a restaurant too was is looking smarter and smarter every single day. Yeah, initially we were like, what? Or like when Mark started selling plushies and Japanese candy and stuff, and we were like, what? But now we're like, ah, you mm-hmm. got to set yourself apart. Diversify. And I'll tell you this. I love it. The first time I came back to Dragon's Nest after they had started serving food, I saw like a dad and his four or five kids coming out and the guy's like scowling at me and you know, who knows why, you know, kind of just, but I looked at him, I could sit, I could like right away, like, you're, you're not a gamer. And you know, I realized, Oh, this, him and his family didn't come here to play games. They came here to eat, you know, mm-hmm. and they, and the food's really good and the prices are very, very reasonable. So I'm so glad that they're knocking that out of the park. Yeah. They, this um, Saturday they're having a, like six dollar cheeseburger fries and a drink what combo thing that's wow yeah that's giving it away at that literally it is but but yeah i would i would tell anybody that if you're anywhere near kilgore and you want a good you know whatever get on it it's really good and they're just super 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 nice folks i'm glad to you know endorse them but even beyond just not just trying to endorse them i'm telling you i it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been getting the patty melt. And someone's like, hey, man, you like that? And they got it. And they were like, oh, damn. I'm like, yep. And the, just everything's good. Um, Bacon cheeseburger is my recommendation. And see, I see, I switched it up and I got a, a, a yeah, I got a, I think a chicken sandwich or something they have. And it was really good hmm. the other day. And uh, I love their, their spice, the crunchy fries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Anyway, enough about food. I'm going to get y'all, I'm starting, my mouth's starting to water just talking about it. Yeah, did, speaking of that, the one last thing, though, because this will make Matt have to leave the room. Mm-hmm. Did you have one of them rookies the other day, the brownie cookies? When I went to get one, they was all gone. Well, you're lucky, because they were so delicious. <laughs> well, You'd sti- be crying about one right now. Well, I tell you, they do have still, even without the brookies, they had a cookie as big as your head. And it that cookie was dynamite. Yeah, so still those good. brookies were that big. Uh-huh. And I had two. <laughs> that's why you didn't get one. That's <laughs> probably why. That's okay. I got a cool dragon's nest uh, beanie. So as my hair's thinning, I'm finding cold weather. It's nice to have a hat, and it really is a nice uh, cap. It's in my jacket when I like up jacket weather. Boop the the what do you call it toboggan or head cap whatever you know it's mm-hmm. right there in the pocket. It's nice. It's very nice, but uh, all good. And I was laughing because uh, Kirby's like, "Oh, I want to get one of those." And I was like, "Heather got me the last one, sucker." But anyway, oh yeah. So a lot of a lot of local game stores. We're gonna see how that plays out. We're gonna be rooting for Geek World, and we're gonna be rooting for <laughs> somebody just pinched Matt over there. <laughs> he just woke back up in the middle of him just, talking. Who? <laughs> anyway. All right. There's no potato water on board right now. Yeah, you say that, but, but you know. good luck to all the friendly local game stores. Yeah. And but whew, it's gonna be a rough time. This is yeah. where they should coordinate some of this stuff. It'd be like, hey, there's five new RPG cons in Longview this year, and be like, mm. 
Uh, yeah. The cream will rise to the top. Um, if anybody has any kind of connection with the local news media, if you might would alert them that there's a successful gaming convention in their town that's just had its sixth freaking year, that'd be nice. Apparently we don't need them, so. Yeah. But we went and met with them one time, and they're like, oh, boy, yeah, we'd love to. No, that's it. Nothing. And yeah, our friends at Dragon's Nest were telling us like, oh, yeah, we just met some dude in passing and talked with him. And next thing you know, we got a full two-page spread in the Blip Black magazine and the news media came out. And I'm like, wow, wow that's awesome, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for him, but anyway. We don't need such things. Apparently not. We're not doing more. Yeah. So hopefully that brings us to... Long Con 2022. How did it go? Fan-freaking-tastic. Better than could have ever been expected. Yeah, someone said we do it better and better every year. All right. Well, that wraps it up for today, folks. And (laughs) You've got more to say, don't you? No. About the Long Con? No. The best con that ever was? And ever will be. No. Um, People are really going to riot. They're like... (laughs) The topic was the long con. You said it was great and wrapped it up. And you talked about barbecue for 30 minutes. <laughs> Get used to it. Get ready. Um, it no, so no. gradually became a barbecue cast yeah. that no one knows. Well, you know, and it's, it's kind of the, what I was talking about was thinking about, you know, trying to do better. And, you know, you got to remember where you came from to know where you're going all that. I was telling Eddie earlier, I thought about, um, about Bill yesterday because I remember he came to our second long con at the Hampton and it was really neat because he just was lit up and made a point to come and talk to, I know me, I'm sure he you know, obviously talked to you and gave us props and just told him how we, he thought how professional it was and how cool it looked. And he even gave us some interesting insight on one of our vendors. But um, uh, no, it just, you know, think, and then God bless him, you know. But uh, it was neat thinking about that and thinking about where we've come from. You know, I mean, humble beginnings at the Hampton and then moving up to the garden and then moving up again now to the, a holiday in is it's everybody gave us so much praise and talked about how great the venue is. And it really is, you know, but when you go from the Hilton to the holiday Inn, probably most people wouldn't go, Oh, you moved on up. You'd say you moved on down, but no, but yeah, the branding aside, everyone said that that blew the Hilton out of the water. Yeah. I'm going to say that when I use, when you think, Ooh, Hilton garden Inn, Mm -hmm. but and in the Hilton garden Inn here's not bad. But as far as you, when you, like you said, when we, when the first time you ever think went over there without me and ah, I checked out this holiday Inn, I was thinking holiday Inn, but I'm thinking of the 1970s and we'd be on the road traveling. It's like, Oh, look off the side of the road. Yeah. There's a, there's a holiday Inn. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is the nicest convention center in town. It really is. And we just feel really fortunate to be in there. But, um, now man had a great time. Got so much Good feedback and praise from everybody, and I was blown away. Yeah, this was definitely the bigger, better year. Mm-hmm. We had so much space, mm-hmm. so we've got lots of room to grow. So apparently, COVID will be back next year in full force and shut us down. Knock on wood, right now. <laughs> I kind of like my coker says, "Don't put that energy out in the universe." But no, um, one thing like if we had one complaint Friday night because this is a new venue. We're learning the new venue. It was a little loud. Well, if anybody paid attention, it wasn't quite as loud Saturday. And you figure the bigger, busier day at any gaming convention is Saturday. So what did we do? We moved some tables out in this kind of pre-function area. And we moved into some other areas, a few games. And that really seemed to help. So if, if you thought it was a little loud Friday, good news. It's going to be quieter next year. Because we're getting the same amount of space, if not more. And so we'll be able to spread a little more. Because there's some space that we were given at the last minute that we were like, uh, we didn't know about this. So we weren't prepared yeah. to move into that space. So there was one boardroom that we really didn't utilize as much as I would have liked. Next year, we'll be using that. I mean, it's a boardroom. Come on. Yeah. Every on. slot. Every slot. That's right. Come on, man. So did you run any games at this one? Um, I ran two games. How'd it go? Um, the first one... I was so exhausted and so tired and it was so loud. And, uh, I just, and one of the players, God bless her. I know that she's played in one of my tournaments before. And I can tell you, she and I both came to understanding right then, just looking each other in the eye. This is not her bag. It's just not. 
And for whatever reason, they were like, hey, we're coming back again. We want to try to play one of your tournaments. And I'm thinking, God, last time she seemed to really just despise it. And guess what? She still does. So, I mean, about halfway through, it's like, hey, I'm going to my room. And I'm not mad because it's just not her bag. But I don't understand why she they keep like encourage her to queue up for it but that but when you've got a player at your table that's just giving this look like ugh, it really doesn't help your enthusiasm you know and and no ill will we're facebook friends she's sweetheart lover of death this is not a dig on her at all it's probably because her companions compatriots enjoy the game so much and they don't get that she doesn't get yeah and and and, and, which i will say and it's the people that will listen to this podcast the thursday night game ugh Wow. You didn't, I mean. I, I had fun. <laughs> you, know, we, we, you know, I typify him as a grump. And, yeah, and, you know, anyway, Mr. Positive over here. Well, there were some times when that went way off the rails. Will you give me that one? Oh, absolutely. But you you're, you love the off the rails. Yeah. And they love the off the rails. <laughs> right. It's not your cup of tea, you know. Not at all. So, so again, I, I wouldn't, I'm, I don't blame you for that. It's not your cup of tea. And you're a good sport to queue up for it. But that might be in the future. You guys will be like, you know what? I hang out with Gary and spectate. Him and Lisa were laughing their butts off spectating. By all means. Yeah. It's kind of, n- n- but that's where we're talking about know your game. So no ill will towards her. But it's kind of like she wasn't into it. And that could probably stuck a little bit of energy because normally my game is real high energy and I get a lot of positive energy from the table and that was deflated that was I will say because you were right in front of the registration table yeah that was the quietest game of yours I think I've ever seen yeah but it was hard for me to hear everybody I'm having, I don't know if you know, so I'm doing like leaning down with my hand cup to me. I look like, uh, uh, I thought you were just doing the whole Hogan. Yeah, that's what I said, like the whole Hogan. And then, but I'm loud and projecting. Well, I'd, you know, setting up, like Eddie pointed out this year, he said, the bigger and the better we get, the harder that is. In the past, the setup was like five minutes. Setup, dude, I'm talking about, it almost took two full, my truck is a super cab, long bed crew truck or whatever and it almost took two loads of my truck to get up stuff just from my house alone and your smaller truck i can't imagine and then all the setup and the and all the running that day and a lot of the pre-function and, and anyway all to say i was kind of exhausted to the point where i'm just going to say that it's usually been a friday night thing at our con for me to do like a, a tournament game is historically i don't know it's but we're, but we're talking about setting up maybe a day earlier so I might maintain that, but I just, between my energy levels were waning and, and don't get me wrong. I, I had a lot of fun. I think some of the players had fun, but maybe it's just me, but I don't feel like they enjoyed it as much as historically my tournament games tend to go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but there was one or two that stumbled into it. Now I tell you, Matt Robertson, we had one vacant seat and I went to grab him and I love it. It's my first time really getting to interact with Matt Love him. He's a great guy. I walk up to the table, and I'm from the country. You know, you are too. And I said, Matt, would you will play in my, you know, funnel tournament? And he looked at me for a hard second, quietly, didn't say a word, reached his pocket, put out a snuff can, got him a pinch, tucked it away, looked off to one side and said, just nodded just one time. And I knew, you know, like, he's going to do it, you know. But he came and sat down to play, and uh, he had brilliant strategies, and his dice and his team (laughs) – weren't on board you know but he matt you played brilliantly that that tournament was yours to win just the the fates weren't with you brother well i will say that maybe matt is good luck because uh-huh. your tournament that he was in was kind of wah, wah, yeah and he played in my lamentations at ntrpg uh-huh. and it was kind of oh, wow. <laughs> like <clears throat> performance anxiety or whatever he's gonna be like these guys run the best games yeah. <laughs> but it was great to have him and uh Stephen out uh it just they were they're a great bunch of guys super good to have them out yeah but i will say for the lamentations it's one of those ones where it's like nothing happens nothing happens nothing happens you're dead yeah yeah so if you're not in the mood for, for that, that sort of game yeah if that's not your your bag your can of whatever yeah. so that was my first game and then you ran a game did i did you on friday did you want anything on friday I think I only ended up running one game. Which was just on Sunday, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, Saturday I ran uh, Savage World Pathfinder, and I actually ran an adventure that I had prepared that I just ran this last Thursday for the club. And everybody seemed to really enjoy it at the club, and we had fun with it. But it's funny was 
something at the club, I don't know, just their dice rolls or whatever, it turned into a slog and we didn't finish it. And the con, I ran it in four hours, ran smoothly. Everyone had a good time. I'd like to say like Paul uh, uh, Smith bought the rules at the table because he was like, oh, this is a lot of fun, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so now I'm really enjoying Savage World. Like if you like fantasy, they've got the fantasy core book coming out and it sounds like it's going to be good. But just if you're like, man, I want something different. Like we talked about getting away from fifth edition and Doug played, he grasped the rules like that. He's an old gamer, you know, and I seem to have a lot of fun. So I'd hope that was him wanting to kind of kick the tires and test the waters and so I'd say my cat, he was fun. It's always fun gaming with Doug. Um, and I, but I had Paul at the table. He, anyway, everybody at that table. Um, I had our, our new Transformers guy and his lady friend or wife, I don't know. Um, and I had good old uh, Skyler, you know, was mm-hmm. at the table. I think Nick had put in as an alternate, but nothing ever opened up. But the, the venture went smooth. Uh, people grok the rules pretty quickly. You know, the core rules are easy to grasp. And I had the cheat sheets. We had a lot of fun. It's a fun adventure. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was my two games. So is that your first thing that you've written in Savage Worlds? No, I didn't write. I, I'll, I, what I'll say oh, okay. is this was originally written for Pathfinder Chronicles or whatever, kind of like their take on uh, Pathfinder, Liv- Society. Pathfinder Society on their Living Greyhawk spin. And so Eddie, uh, Gary and I, Double R, have called a number of adventures from that, and then we convert them over to, and I'll tell you this, telling myself i had not i'm gonna pull a ben burns here you're like not to brag but anyway no i hadn't converted it yet i converted it on the fly and it was seamless it's so easy and i'll give that savage worlds it was no hassle after having ran it for a few months on the fly i could look down and go oh they're calling for a whatever old school pathfinder first edition skill check or something oh the equivalent is this and i'll add a minus one modifier because it seemed like it's a tougher check Ooh, i'll put a minus two on this one Oh, this is an easy one. I'll get plus one. I mean, it was easy for me to, I could see me running any adventure, like an old D&D adventure, and would easily be able to run it and convert it on the fly. So anyway. That's cool. Yeah. And so Sunday you ran Barbarians of the Ruined Earth. And that was probably about the same as your tournament game where everybody is just run down and there is something to the like the energy that you get from the people puts the energy into you so that you can give it the back and forth flow. There's that energy loop we've talked about. So yeah. when there's no energy, yeah. there's no energy. Yeah, I walked in to take I try to take lots of pictures this year and I forget. Oh, and by the way, people, we're busy doing the the rat of uh, the squeaky cage event. And I always wish people would take pictures, but I know you're having fun and not thinking about it, but that's the one time I can't take pictures. Cause I think I'm Heather doing was taking it. a bunch. Cause I we looked around for furiously and was like, finally saw him was like pictures, you know, cause I had said, Hey, don't let me forget or please take pictures during the raffle. And I took some of like you and Bill, if you'll, you seen them, but uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, back to, you know, I took take, came down to that room to take pictures of y'all, and everyone was kind of like, eh. <laughs> and it's not you, it's a Sunday morning, you know. It was, boy. I, I brought energy drinks in, I think, to the room trying to help out. Like, I've got, anybody want a free coffee drink, you know? But it was definitely like, if you guys just want to go home and go to bed, I understand. <laughs> this isn't hurting my feelings. But who'd you, you had Doug and Nicole in that, didn't you? Yeah, and Nick and Skyler and yeah. uh, Anthony and his wife, and uh, yeah. I'm sure I'll forget Garrett. Yeah. And old Garrett. Oh, what a guy. Oh. He's like, you and Matt said we can bring any character we've played before to your games. So he brings in his fifth level character patches. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, I don't think that one exactly counts. Yeah. But I let him go with well, it. Well, what it's worth, the time that I ran Barbarians at uh, um, a Dragon's Nest, he was like, can I play uh, Gumbo? And I went, no, let's play first level characters. And he's like, okay. But it's yeah. really uh, Ron, for a lot of say. those, it's not that broken where it's like a first level barbarians character and a fifth level character aren't that far off. No, yeah, you may if you're actually hitting them, you may have to hit them a little softer or harder depending mm. on that. But yeah, it wasn't like ah, oh, he's so broke he can just do everything. Yeah, and when that's one of the things I was going to say was we we started playing barbarians and we saw like on the front or somewhere in the interior it says you know based off the um, the black hack. But having bought the Black Hack and owning it and reading it, uh, Mike made some definite improvements. Barbarians, I love the way it runs. And there's aspects of the core basic Black Hack that I'm like, nah, I, I wouldn't do it that way. Especially after having played what played Mike's version. But, I mean, you you could that's a game where, like you say, you probably could blend in different level characters and it wouldn't be mm-hmm. an ordeal, you know. 
but there was a magically powered ship in that one. Oh. And uh, they had somebody, they found somebody that was a local that had like innate magic power so they could use that. And they decided, no, nah, let's not do that. I've got this uh, Necrotech gun and we'll pull the energy out of that. So that filled the ship with necrotic energy, oh, which wow. attracted this necrotic whale. Oh, wow. I was chasing down the ship. So I was like, there was some pretty good stuff in there yeah. that I'll definitely recycle again. Cool, cool. But that was one of those, you know, on the spur of the moment, it was like, well, it was supposed to work this way, but you decided to course your necrotic energy through it. So yeah. that's going to attract something that wants, you know, the big whale that wants to eat the ship now. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And I love, that's a throwback to the good old days when you used to just kind of like the players would come up with something gonzo or crazy and you would just on the fly go, all right, we're going to lean into that and, and change the story up a little bit. That's great. That's awesome. And I had a pretty cool uh, magic item for it too. Oh. So in this one, you were pretty much on the water. I wanted to do that for a change because I like to do all my barbarians on the road. You're going from point A to point B. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe that's the Saturday morning cartoon thing. The Thundar, he's yeah, always... Thunder was always going, traveling. Yeah, he's never in one place. Mm -hmm. So this time I was like, let's have him travel on the water. Mm -hmm. So for the... You've always got to throw in the thing for the scavenger. So mm -hmm. I threw in one of the trash islands. Oh. So that was a good way to get that in again where it's like, well, if we're on the water, how can I scout for a boat? And it's like, okay, here's There's a trash like island. one of those Sargassos or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So oh, one of the cool. things that they got from doing that was there was a gun that I'm calling the recycler. Uh -huh. And instead of using like clips, you just put like one of those old plastic water bottles in there uh -huh. and it shoots out of that. It uses that to manufacture the ammunition. So you can just take junk and put it in the gun and start blasting away. Oh, cool. Cool. So that was my little cool barbarians type of magic item. That's for tech. Yeah. So yeah, always good times. Lots of lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. And then the the big evil was going on at an oil platform. Oh, cool. So that was how to get them on the water and have a base and all that. So So did they have to like find a way to sneak up there or they just assault it straight funnel assault? Yeah. So they had to sneak up on there. And then one of the other things is it was a they're, these pirates are coming and kidnapping our people. Mm -hmm. So all the people in Gavskin uh -huh. were wearing these like uh, shark tooth necklaces. So mm -hmm. they get up there and they're fighting all these lizard men. And I was like, and you notice that most of them are wearing these shark tooth necklaces. And they're like, <gasps> the realization dawned on them. Uh -huh. So I was like, yep, they're doing something here that's converting these villagers over into lizard people. Oh, wow. So that was pretty cool. And they found a way to turn them back after they killed half of them. <laughs> okay. So did, you you missed this, but when I was running my Savage World Pathfinder at the Cave Club, I was like, I'll be curious to see what y'all do different than they did at the con. We killed everything. And I asked at one point, as, we're, as I'm saying that, I looked over at James and I said, were we really murder hobos and this bad when we were younger? And he goes, you forget it, but yes, yes, we were. But it's like, at one point, there's this very sad character, and I don't want to give anything about the adventure away, but he follows the party. They cheered him up with murder. And he has this delusion that his child that died in this terrible accident like before is still alive. And it, you know, like both tables figured out this guy's crazy, but God bless him. He, he misses his daughter so much that he's got this delusion in his mind. Well, at one point, deep down in there, you find this, you find that throughout the adventure, there are certain times when you see the haunts of the children that died in this school or something, this like Hogwarts that sunk under the sea or whatever. But you'll find these little whimsical, just like haunts. They're just this like picture in time of the kid moving from one door to another. And it's it, you can't even interact with it. It doesn't try to give off an evil emanation. It doesn't attack or anything like that. They enter a room and there's his daughter like leading a little game of like Red Rosie or whatever. And the guy goes and kneels down near this image and just starts weeping openly. And he's like, oh, my God, it's my daughter, whatever. <laughs> In the con game, comes the murder. The rogue comes up behind him and goes, "Yeah, I just right in the ear." And I'm like, "Going, why would you do that?" And you were like, well, "His last moment on earth is with his beloved daughter." And I'm just putting him out of his misery. And I'm like, "You're a bad, bad person." I'm just like, "Why would you do that?" You know. But it, this is the <laughs> this is who we're gaming with. Not always, but well, speaking yeah, of that, yeah. speaking of murder hobos, I yeah. heard Heather is a murder hobo. 
Really? I didn't hear that. Cool. Really? Now, yeah, I sweet. believe this mm. is about her, that she was in some game as a paladin, right? Yeah. Okay. So I won't name names to who told me this story, but they're like, we were playing this game, and, and uh, I can't remember if it was like a goblin or a, a towns, an evil townsperson sort of thing, mm. but they had caught the person. And she just goes up, and they're questioning the person, and they got the information, and she just choked him. The paladin comes up and chokes the life out of the person. <laughs> and it's like, why did you do that? I'm an evil paladin. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, even for evil. Yeah. No, I was laughing. So I just wanted to see the lights go out yeah, in their yeah, eyes. Yeah. I stared at them the whole time. So that was what one point. No, that was the joke was she had just she had been playing a sorcerer. And I thought I told yeah, her she was like, point. screw that. Yeah, I said that that's a bold place. Why don't you tell me? I said, well, baby, you're clever. And I'm, I'm that speaks volumes that I didn't discourage you from that. I, I fully believe you had the capacity. She was playing the sorcerers, but she was like, nah, I think I like after. And that's the great thing about a con. See, we talk about the benefits of going to a game convention after having tried numerous different systems and different character types. She's like, I think I want to play more of a melee. And I said, that's what we encourage new players to role playing games. Try a melee first, you know. Um, number one so she decided to play the, the melee and i said first she was like the barbarian because my character is a lot of fun for me because he's just a big goofball that i can do all this stupid fun stuff with i can totally you know couch it or whatever or something and it's okay you know he's a big goofball barbarian he's the guy yeah he'll just run and jump in the middle of 20 things and he's probably gonna die okay you know i mean that's he's an idiot you know but i was like why don't you want but we were talking about she's like well maybe i'll play a pound and i said oh that's great so i think at the table jokingly she had said like we she was like i'm gonna do something like what you're talking about and we were like we're like you're a paladin you you understand the idiom and she goes well that doesn't mean i have to be a good paladin." and we were like Mm -hmm. touche you know (laughs) whatever but then uh chris kirby is playing a very pious devout good you know of the sun god or whatever cleric and he's like you know we wouldn't be able to run together really and i was like yeah 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 but i think she was uh, most she was joking she tittered you know but she was in an ornery mood i think was what? part of it yeah so it was kind of funny but no but she did great i mean and i tell you the paladin boo yeah i mean i'm gonna kind of nitpick here and i'm going down a, 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 a path here but not you all right but in role-playing games having been someone who's literally fought with a sword and shield before, you know, like in the SCA. So I was talking with our good buddy, David uh, Donahue of, of Etten games that when we were looking at different systems up there, I said, as an old SCA fighter, I love the way Harnmaster did combat. I said, I'm not saying I, that's my favorite system to use. No, not at all. But as far as the one that to me feels systematically, thematically as close to real combat, Harnmaster by far. But it did a lot of cool stuff with active blocking or dodging or pairing or doing a, you know, like that deal where you counterattack or whatever. And I love that. It's like, all right, you declare your attack, okay, you declare your defense, and then you make rolls to see how well. And anyway, it meshed up really well. Well, having said that, a lot of games don't do a shield just. I mean, classic D&D, it's like, I'm going to go weapon in two hands and get two attacks, or I'm going to hit with this great big damn sword. Well, I'll go with the shield. Why? You're going to get one more AC. Want, want, like that's all you get. Trust me, the shield I used to fight with in the SCA, man, people couldn't touch me. You know, I mean, it was ubiquitous. It was just everywhere. So I've always, I thought, wow. But anyway, uh, Savage uh, Pathfinder, or whatever, and I think probably Savage Worlds in general, you get like plus two to your parry, and also someone shooting at you, you're getting like plus two, like cover or whatever. That's monumental. I'm just gonna say in Savage Worlds, mm-hmm. I like a game that does justice to a shield. It's one of my pet peeves. And so, again, the reason why I like Savage Worlds. But it would be, yeah, the Paladin's got the sheet, like sword and board, plate mail. Forget it. I think something that was really tearing up the fighter, which James plays a brilliant fighter, and he's really leaned into the cool thing in Pathfinder is the fighter can change out his mm-hmm. – his edge, his feet or whatever, every round, like, eh, this round, I think I'll go trademark weapon. Eh, I'll, I'll you know, move this one in. It's really a neat, uh, or you slide, slide it in for the fight. But anyway, um, but yeah, but he's, he's two weapon, you know, so he doesn't have that level of, and he's wearing, I think, lighter armor. But yeah, no, anyway. Um, yeah. So he's more of a DPS and she's the tank. There you go. Definitely, because before, 
he was DPS, and and James played smart because he's a smart guy and played him smart. And with my barbarian, I just played him as a beat stick, but I wasn't gonna, I wasn't worried if he died because in a perfect world, we're eventually gonna get to that second table, and I'm gonna be moving over to run. So he was just like, well, let me play something. Until then, I was like, meh. I'll play the Barbarian who tries to kind of tank, but all he does is just soak wounds, you know, because he's a big idge. But it's fun. Um, we were having a lot of fun with it. But anyway, so you, you ran Barbarians. I ran my two games. As far as the con, the venue, uh, anything else you'd want to? No, the venue is fantastic. It really is. We got so much praise. Um, for those that, sh- that showed up, thank you so much. Um, you helped make it possible. And we had a lot of new faces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was really neat. There were people, and that's what we've talked about, and I'm beating a dead horse, but we've always wanted our friends from uh, North Texas to come to our con. And I saw every year, I see more and more of those familiar faces. Sean, you know, this year. and Paul. great, Yeah, Paul. It's great to see um, double, I mean, single R and Bill Barsh, you know what I mean? So, Who were in the D&D tournament, and mm-hmm. uh, Walter won that. Mm-hmm. Come back next year and double your money. And again, Walter. And there was a couple other places that I've seen through the years at North Texas. And I apologize if I'm not conjuring names, but I could be here forever conjuring the names. But thank you for coming out. So, and then we saw just new faces, period. There was one young girl, and I don't, and when you try to ask people, hey, how'd you know about, find out about us? And we kept hearing Matt Rogers and John Watson a lot when we'd ask, if we remember to ask. But one young lady came by the desk like, at least once, almost once, swear twice, just to gush how much fun she was having. Mm-hmm. So, the cons are a lot of fun, you know, and uh, ours in particular. Yeah, especially the long con. Right, right, yeah. Um, the other thing is that I'll put a, a plug in a bug is the horde crawl. We got to do that and play mm-hmm. that and see how that went. Mm-hmm. And I had high hopes, and I got a lot of good information out of that. That mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see that continues to move forward. And probably sometime next year you will see a Kickstarter for that. Absolutely. So if you ever want to wanted to play a monster whooping a little butt in the DCC world, this will be your opportunity to do it. I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed it. And we got to see uh, how some of the things worked. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the Toag. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time I've ever seen that played. Yeah, no one seems to, because it's a little different, it's a little weird, it's a little wild, but it's a neat class. Goblin was solid country gold, as they say. Mm-hmm. The orc was oh. kicking some butt. No, Heather was having fun, and like I said, at the end of the day, it's like some of them have a little more flavor than the orc, maybe, but ultimately, is it an effective class, and was it fun for Heather to play? She had a blast. That was kind of when she decided, I think I like playing just a beat stick melee, and I'm like, there's something to be said for that sometimes. You the know? Wendigo, I guess, came off as a bit overpowered, but well, that it won't, it doesn't look like that's going to be so overpowered that it needs watered down. Well, I remember when I first played uh, Weird Frontiers, I thought the gunsling was a little OP, but people were like, you're crazy. And I'm like, well, I'm just saying in play. But then again, the thing is, it's kind of a one note. I mean, if you want to be the guy who's the Dominate combat, yeah, but outside of combat, what are you doing? And I think that's the fair balance. Like, in combat, I'm the gunslinger. I'm going to blow everything away. What outside of combat? Uh, I'm going to be over in the corner until the fight starts. Which out yeah. of combat is where the Dybbuk mm. can shine at. I, yeah. That's the character that I was like, that's what I want to play. But mm. I want to see somebody else play it and mm. see if they're seeing what I see. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I'll give props to our boy Couch. He used the character, I think, to its fullest Good. There was some some good play there, Matt. Um, you do the Matt's proud, but anyway, but yeah, no, no, I'm I'm excited about that, and looks like my project should be going forward so soon, sooner. Better be, yeah. So caverns of the dead god, caverns of the dead god. Anyway, all right. Well, if you we always love feedback. Let us know if you were there, what you thought, your favorite part, how awesome it was. Uh, what do you think about uh, starting on Thursday? Yep. Yeah, let us know. And with that, I can see by the clock on the wall, we're all out of hit points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>